celebration of that and the concentration of irresponsibility set in with these here, this invasion of people going into the Internet. We thought we had it all to ourselves, but hey, the genie's out of the bottle. The secret got out there. A lot of people got in, involved in the Internet, so it began to you know, encroach on the remaining space that uh, we had there to talk to each other. But um, so Don Rojas and I started back in 1996, um, a number of other activist journals out there. We had in mind that this would be like a, a site in which not only would we be, begin to use the Internet as a tool, as a weapon, but also as a possible you know, organizing forum and platform. It would also be a place where we could begin to offer opportunities for a number of writers out there who just could not find a forum. Uh, so we had uh, these high hopes of doing this. Currently, Don Rojas, who started with me, is the station manager at WBAI, and uh, he's continuing to work there. So he's left me with the responsibility to trying to maintain this site, but you know, trying to get those writers back after you unplug has been quite a challenge. First of all, I mean, it's .org now and .com, and a lot of people just not even aware that we're back in existence. So. We have to do a lot of online and offline advertising and promotion to let people know that we're back up and running. To be up and running, of course, means that to be in a position to be a conduit, to help uh, to link up a number of organizations out there. When we started in 1996, there was a kind of a, a burgeoning organization called the Black Radical Congress. So we, we tied in with them. The whole idea was that we would create this particular uh, site uh, where we would create this traffic, and then by creating the traffic, we would direct it back to various uh, organizations, institutions out there that we felt that were very, very progressive and needed to have support. So it was an idea of linking up our website with the Black Radical Congress, which had no website at that point. So in effect, we became like a clearinghouse. And the idea of bringing people on the, web, on the web at our website and then directing them to various places where we wanted them to go in order to get the kind of information we felt was pertinent out there in terms of the ongoing struggle. So it was a number of issues. We also wanted to be a platform to, pr to promote a lot of the issues out there we felt was getting no coverage whatsoever. But in short, this is part of an introduction here. I don't want to monopolize the time here because essentially we should have kind of a dialogue going on here. But the whole idea that the Internet can be used as an organizing tool, I believe it can. But first of all, you're going to have to have some kind of a presence there in order to get the traffic, in order to link up with progressive institutions, organizations, and issues out there in which you can begin to have some impact, some effect on by, your, by these, the critical mass that you can gather at your particular website. So that's what I see the kind of the very basic thing that can be done in terms of linkage and association. And we can start right there, okay? Okay. Um, next, I didn't realize you were going to be done so quickly. Uh, next, I'm going to call on Andrew Boyd, who um, is replacing, um, sorry, I forgot the name of your associate. Alice Meeker um, for Billionaires for Bush. Um, Andrew here is the campaign director for Billionaires for Bush, and he's done a lot of innovative, uh, what do you call it, street theater? Street theater, street theater creative campaigns. Creative campaigns, internet-based campaigns, and has written on the subjects of virtual campaigns. Good afternoon. Um, 
when um, I am replacing uh, my field organizer for Billionaires for Bush, who was going to be the only woman on the uh, speaking part of the panel, and uh, when I, I brought that up with uh, Lise, Alicia, no, Eliana, I'm sorry, with Eliana, she said, um, I said, no, she said, no worries. Compared to the average uh, gray-haired uh, professor on the average panel uh, this week, uh, this weekend, you are a hip young girl. So please think of me as a hip young girl uh, as I speak to you. I didn't realize that everyone internet. was going to hear that. That's so. right. Everything can and will be used against you. Um, so the question uh, posed by the workshop title or the, the presentation title, uh, can there be a virtual movement, I think is the, in some ways the wrong question. And there's a tendency on the one hand for organizers a sort of a backlash against this um, uh, celebration of the internet as changing everything about organizing, which is a backlash against that, which is the internet is not real organizing, you know. And then on the other hand, there's this uh, hyper celebration, which is that you can have a movement that's almost that's completely online. You can have a virtual movement, and I think both of those are wrong. And the trick, and I think this is given my 10 minutes or whatever, the main point I'm going to try and make is that what you really need is a proper and intelligent uh, and thoughtful articulation of both of those pieces in a uh, sort of movement that has got the right mix of online and offline tools and builds a synergy between those two sort of parallel worlds, if you will. Um, take, for example, uh, the February 15th uh, mobilization, which put... 400, 500,000 people on the streets of New York and in a good number of people in 200 cities across the country. Uh, that was done, that was last February 15th. I'm sure many of you were there, right? Were we there? Was that a fantastic day? All right. The person clapping may continue. Thank you. Good. Now that was done, that was put together in basically five weeks uh, by an organization that had just come together um, that had barely any money um, that whose website actually preceded its own existence and permitted coalitions, 300 groups eventually of peace and justice groups to come together uh, and present their action venues uh, on a single website that everybody else in the country who was getting sort of upset about what was happening could find a place to protest and download leaflets and all that kind of stuff. So the point here is that that wasn't a virtual movement, it was using the internet to turn out 400,000 people in one place at the same time face-to-face -face in a traditional movement uh, form of protest, a mass rally. Uh, but it was sort of a back and forth between the internet and, and that mobilization. Uh, also, for example, the Dean meetups. Has anyone been to, been to a, a Howard Dean meetup? All right. That is specifically about getting people face-to-face -face in one place. Um, so it's, it's not like it's only happening on the internet, it's getting people together face-to-face -to -face via the internet. So it's, it's those two coming together. Um, Naomi Klein uh, famously said, I think in a Nation article uh, two years ago, that the global justice movement may, it has the structure of, it sort of almost parallels the structure of the internet in uh, a sort of complex network of nodes and spokes that communicate sometimes obsessively uh, and are loosely linked together. That doesn't mean that that movement exists on the internet, just that it was the high degree of networking that permitted such a non-hierarchical coordination to take place was enabled by the internet and 
took on the structure of the internet, but it's not happening on the internet only. It's a real world and internet sort of uh, synergy. That's a sort of corny word, but let's use it anyway. Um, so the question then is how to leverage the internet for mobilization um, and have campaigns that exist in, in the proper tool, the mix of tools on both sides. One really good example of this, I think, is um, an, an a action that the MoveOn organization, how many people receive MoveOn emails? Okay, a good almost half of you. So we all are linked together already, even though we are out now only sort of in the same physical place right now uh, via MoveOn. So did anybody participate in the pre- invasion uh, Sunday Eve vigil that took place uh, in, in March of 2003. Okay, a good number of you. Now, that is a perfect example of a, a feedback loop between the internet and mobilization, face-to-face, uh, -face in the street mobilization. We heard about it via an email. Uh, we were interested in participating. We went to the website. We punched in our zip code. We saw whatever actions or, or little vigil groupings were scheduled uh, near us. If there wasn't one, we could propose one, and then we could add ourselves to that list, and then we showed up. And I think it was, um, again, put together in about six days, uh, initiated by an organization that has only five staff people, uh, and there were I think a million, a million and a half people participated across the world in five days in, um, I think it was almost every country in the world. What was interesting there was that it didn't just go from the internet to the real world, but then everybody uploaded, or many people uploaded their pictures of these events. 10,000 pictures in all were uploaded so that we then went back to the internet.